0: hallelujah praise god Oh, that flows down like a cold mountain stream (laughs) that's what i say at home when i'm really thirsty and i come to the refrigerator and i want some water i drink a big gulp of water And I say, that flows down, and then Tony finishes it now. She says, like a cold mountain stream. (laughs) Tonight, my sermon title, Jesus is the real thirst quencher. I wonder if you'd help me with that title tonight. Say that with me. Jesus Jesus. is the real thirst quencher. Praise God. I want to, as we begin tonight, uh, I want to show you a short video clip to begin uh, this message. It's only a minute and 35 seconds. It's from the movie 1986, all the way back to 86. Some of you weren't born in 1986, but there was a low-budget film in 1986 called Three Amigos. I'm, I'm not advertising the movie or anything. I'm just showing this one scene, okay? Okay. <laughs> But this movie is three amigos and it's a thirst scene and and in the scene there's Steve Martin and Martin Short and, and Chevy Chase. Take a look, a minute thirty five seconds. where right. i me again. Jesus is the real thirst quencher. Go with me in your Bible to John chapter 7. John chapter 7 verse uh, 37 through 39. I, I don't know it's been uh, more than a week ago maybe a week and a half ago I was, uh, I was skimming through the Bible came past this scripture and the scripture jumped off the page and I knew the Lord wanted something of me and I've been meditating in this scripture and preparing the sermon ever since and uh, but I knew we would start here tonight Jesus is the real thirst quencher so many people so many Christian people walk around from day to day and though that scene was funny and that clip was funny so many Christian folks walk around dry thirsty and like one of the first two men who drank from the canteen the first one just had a few drips of water some people are like that There was a few drips of water in the canteen. The second man, his canteen was so dry, he just got a bunch of dust and dirt. (laughs) It was Chevy Chase's character who had that uh, seemingly unlimited supply of water coming out of his canteen. And God has provided a way for you and I to stay well watered. And this heat out here, it's a time when we think, you know, man, it's hot out there. And it's a time when you have to stay hydrated. I remember uh, a few years back playing uh, golf with one of our uh, staff members, and we'd gone out, and we didn't know it was going to be so hot. But when we got out there to the golf course, we were walking that day, and it was 105. And we were walking the course, and it was hot. and uh, And I never forget. A lady came out of her house. She ran out of her house. She had a house on the cor- on, on the golf course we were playing at, and uh, she ran out of that out of her house. She had a pitcher of water with ice in it and two cups. And she said, what are you guys doing out here on this hot day? I saw you walking from afar. And she said, I just wanted to bring you some water. And she was so sweet. And we'd guzzled it all down, too. We had seconds, I think. But um, so many people are dry today. And in the midst of Christians who sometimes are dry in different areas, and there are different symptoms, Jesus said this. We're in John chapter 7. We're going to read 37 through 39. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, if you will. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. What a powerful verse of scripture where Jesus gives an open call, a clarion call for anybody who's thirsty to come to him and drink. He said anybody who will believe can come and drink, praise God. I'm so glad verse 38 uh, is, is there, but 39, I, I, I thank God that 39 is there because 39 explains what Jesus meant in 38. And without 39, I, I fear that the church world might've gotten the scripture wrong, what Jesus really meant. I mean, the, the Bible says in verse 39, Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. When he said, come to me and drink, he was talking about the Holy Ghost. And and I'm so thankful that explanation is embedded in Scripture because there's no way to misinterpret it. Had that not been there, there would have been probably hundreds of years of theological debate about what Jesus meant. And yet we can just start off from the fact from the premise, knowing that Jesus said what he meant and he meant what he said. He was talking about the Holy Spirit when he gave that clarion call. Go with me to Psalm 42, if you will. Psalm 42, verse 1. We're talking about thirst on tonight. We're talking about thirst on tonight. Jesus said, Come unto me and drink. If you're thirsty, he gave a clarion call. Come to me and drink. That that John 7, 37 through 39, that's our key scripture on tonight. But here in Psalm 42, and verse one, the scripture says, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before Him? Wow. The psalmist here revealing that thirst can be com- comprised of a person who's, who's thirsty for the Lord, for, for the things of God and the presence of God. And God himself, here the psalmist said, like a deer panting for the water. The, a, a deer have so many places to, they're so strong and they're so, uh, they've got so many places to hide and they're, uh, uh, but, but they will risk it all, deer do, they, when, when they need water. They will risk their lives when they need water they will come out of hiding they will come out of the mountains they will come out of the the invisible places where you can't see or find them when they're panting for water there's something that they need and and the bible uses this analogy to show our relationship with god and our need for the lord And it's one thing, we need the Lord. If if, if you're not born again here tonight, you can be before the night is over, thank God. If you're listening and you're not born again, God's got good news for you, praise God. Jesus died for you and you can be born again right now tonight. But but there are so many people, as I say, who are dry, who are are panting uh, for water and God has got your answer. Let's go to another scripture talking about thirst on tonight. Psalm 63, if you will. Psalm 63 There is a thirst there is a there is a spiritual thirst in you and I that only Jesus can fill. And in the world people try and fill that thirst. The people are thirsty, they try to fill that thirst in so many natural ways that never work. People try to fill that thirst with drugs. It never works. People try to fill that thirst with pornography. It never works. People try to fill that thirst with fornication. Uh, It never works. People try to fill that thirst with alcohol. It never works. Prescription pills that they're taking illegally. It never works. Uh, People try to fill that thirst through some other form, some other person, some other relationship. Without Jesus, you'll be dry and thirsty. He's the only one. He's the real thirst quencher. Where did I tell you to go? What scripture did I tell you to go? Psalm 63, right? Let's read together. Psalm 63, the psalmist says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. Look now, my soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched, weary land where there is no water. Wow. The psalmist revealing the need and the thirst, the thirst for God. Let's go to Psalm 143, if you will, Psalm 143, around verse uh, verse six, Psalm 143 and verse six. Jesus is the real thirst quencher. Psalm 143, verse six, I lift my hands to you in prayer. Look now, I thirst for you as parched land thirst for rain. Yeah. Yeah. Look at uh, Isaiah 44 and verse 3. Isaiah 44 and verse 3. The Bible has a lot to say about being thirsty, thirsty for God. People can be thirsty in different ways. Isaiah 44, if you will. And then verse 3. For I will pour out water. This is what God says. I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields. And I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. And they will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a river bank. Yeah. Go with me to Isaiah. Isaiah. 55 now Isaiah 55 in verse 1 Isaiah 50 Jesus is the real thirst quencher Isaiah 55 in verse 1 is anyone thirsty come and drink even if you have no money come take your choice of wine or milk it is all free God says is anybody thirsty and so I want to ask you tonight, what are you thirsty for? What are you thirsty for? I want to share just a few areas where if we're not careful as believers, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves parched. We can find ourselves thirsty. We can find ourselves um, just, just out of sync as a believer and, 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 and like those two Uh, the first two horse riders there in the little clip that I showed, they were not only were they thirsty, the problem was they had no water to quench their thirst. It's one thing to be thirsty. It's another thing to have no water to quench. But as believers, there is a water, there is a river. Jesus said, there's a river. There's a river on the inside of you. There is an insatiable river on the inside of you. If you're a believer tonight, there's a river on the inside of you that cannot be exhausted. It's a river that God created to flow out of you. Jesus said, that river will flow from you and I. And sometimes we allow, foolishly, we allow things to clog that river and we become parched and thirsty and things begin to show up in our lives. The parched lands and the cracks begin to show up. And one way that people get thirsty is when they need revelation from the mighty word of God. They need revelation from the mighty word of God. Go with me first to Matthew chapter five, verse six. Show me this in the new American standard, if you will, please, new American standard. Matthew five, verse six. It says, "It's blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall what? They shall be filled." The Bible says, "Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled." The first point we're talking about, people get thirsty and they want revelation from the mighty word of God. Go to uh, Matthew 16 with me, Matthew 16. Matthew 16. You're going to quench your thirst. You're going to need revelation from God's word. You're going to have to know how to go to God's word and get revelation from the mighty word of God. So you don't have to depend on any other. God did not intend for you and I as believers to depend upon any other person on this planet to get revelation from him. He said, I'm putting a river on the inside of you. You would think he put that river just in a few people, just in a few Christians. And all the rest of us have to run around and say, can we have a cup of water from the river? No, there's a river inside you. I said, God has put a river down on the inside of you. And you've got to let the river flow. And people are dry. People are dry. Needing revelation that's right there in the Word. Here in Matthew 16, verse uh, 16, in the New Living, it says, Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. After Jesus had asked, who do you say that I am, of course? And verse 17, Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Uh, So can you see that? Jesus told Peter, he said, you are blessed because you got a revelation from the father. You didn't have to go to another man to get that. You got that from the father. Can I tell you this? God's got revelations for you. You see, I sure wish I knew where they were. I sure wish I knew where they were. They're right there in the word. I said, his revelations to you and for you are right there in the mighty word of God. People are thirsty because they're not spending enough time in the word. And if you feel like I've got to go, the pastor did such a, he preached such a phenomenal message today. I'd already written these remarks before he said that, but I would not be ashamed to say just to repeat what he said today. It was so powerful that if you didn't hear his message today, go get it. But the Lord had already given me to share along these lines. You may be thirsty for the word and you're going to have to keep running to people, running to people. Do you have something for me? Could Could you share something with me when God's got something for you? he's got an oasis. He's got an unlimited supply. God's got a pool of revelation for you. Go to Amos, if you will. Amos. In the book of Amos, what? Chapter eight. Chapter eight is where we're going in Amos. Now, somebody says, where is Amos? That's one of those little books that's kind of hidden in the Bible. If you go to the book of Matthew and go back 10 books, you'll come to Amos. in in between Joel and Obadiah. Is that fair enough? It's all right. Let's get there together. Let's get there. It's in between Joel and Obadiah. Go to Matthew. Go back 10 books. You'll come to Amos. We're going to Amos chapter eight. In Amos chapter eight, verse 13, we're talking about one of the ways. What are we talking about now? One of the ways that people get dry. One of the ways that believers get thirsty is when they don't spend enough time in the word. God's calling you and I tonight. He's beckoning us. There is a clarion call in the Holy Ghost for you and I to get in the word. Here in Amos 8, 13, it says, beautiful girls and strong young men will grow faint in that day, thirsting for the Lord's word. That sounds like a day in which we're living. Young men and women are thirsting for the word of God. And let me tell you, you want revelation from God. You're not going to get revelation from God apart from God's word. The further you get from the word, the less revelation you'll get. You say, yeah, God can speak to me through a a prophet or a prophetess. Yeah, he can. But he told you to do your due diligence to get yourself in the word, to incline your own ear, and to get in the word of God so he can speak to you. It's wonderful when somebody's got a word for you, but that don't mean nothing when you've got a word from God yourself. And I thank God there have been times in my life when somebody said, Bill, I've got a word for you. I've got a word for you. But I had already had a word from the Lord out of the word myself. And you know what I was able to do? Stick with the word that the Lord gave me. I remember so clear a year later, a year later, someone who told me that. They were in my living room. They'd come for camp meeting. And they were in my living room crying in the floor. And they said, thank God a year ago I told you I had a word of the Lord for you. And thank God you didn't listen to it. They said, thank God, because, you know, they called me and said, we we fasted and prayed, and and they told me something. And I said, I fasted and prayed too, and the Lord didn't tell me that. The Lord told me this. And they said, we think you ought to do this. I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what the Lord told me. And and thank God I'm here today at Ramah because of that. I wish I had a bigger amen. People are thirsty for revelation from the word, and if you're thirsty tonight, you need to get in the book. There's nothing like god's word meditating in the word day and night psalm 1 verse 3 we're not going there you can write it down psalm 1 verse 3 we need to meditate in god's word day and night but revelation is one reason that people are thirsty i'll tell you another reason people are thirsty things are going on in their lives things are going on in their bodies go to mark chapter 5 we'll start at verse 24 you might be thirsty tonight like this woman with the issue of blood she was thirsty she, you can tell she was thirsty just by her attitude, by her persistence, by the way she approached needing healing. You know this story, Mark 5, 24, Jesus went uh, with him and all the people followed crowding around him. Verse 25 of Mark chapter 5, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors and uh, over the years and she had spent everything she had to pay them but she had gotten no better in fact she she had gotten worse and she had heard about Jesus so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe for she thought to herself if I can just touch his robe I'll be healed immediately the bleeding stopped. she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition and Jesus realized At once, his healing power had gone out from him. And so he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the frightened woman trembling at the realization of what had happened to her came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. This is a woman who was thirsty. She was thirsty for restoration of health in her body. We talked about being thirsty for revelation. That's the, we got to get in the word. Some people are so thirsty for that. But, and, and if you got a need, listen, you got a need in your life, you better have promises from the word that you can cling to. And if you don't have the promises that apply to your condition, you need to go back to the point on revelation. You're thirsty that's a sign of extreme thirst. You're you're coughing up dust. You don't have a scripture. You don't have a scripture on your mouth that covers your situation. You're, You're coughing up dust like the first guy on the horse. But we're talking about restoration now, restoration of health. So many people are thirsty for health in their body. This woman was thirsty. You know how I know she was thirsty? One one way you know she was thirsty, she didn't care what people thought about her. She didn't care what she had to do to get her healing. She didn't care what people were going to say when she came down front for prayer. She did not care when people looked at her when she was raising her hand to magnify the Lord. She didn't care when she started cutting a a step and cutting the rug and praising Jesus. She didn't care what people were going to say. And if you're still bound by what people think of you, you're thirsty. you coughing up dust. It's going to be hard to receive. You're a believer, all right, but you're thirsty, dry, crusty. But when you get to a point where you say, I want, I know healing is real. I, when you get to a point where you say, I know that healing is the children's bread. When you get to a point where you say, I know Isaiah 53 verses 4 through 6 apply to me. When you say, I know I've got the promises, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24. When you say, I know I can go to Matthew chapter 8 verse 16 and 17. When you say, healing is mine. Oh, you'll quench that thirst. Jesus, he's the real thirst quencher. Yeah. And if you'll stick with the word, on the subject of healing oh the Lord will bring you through healed and whole every time it's already been done already been provided but if you're waiting on the manifestation cling to the promises of God drink from the mighty word of God oh quench your thirst and stay in fellowship with God and I tell you God will bring you through every single time some people are thirsty and it's because they need revelation from the word Matthew 5 6 They've got to go, Amos 8, 13. They've got to go and get revelation from the word of God. They've got to go, and they, they, they need, they need uh, uh, what we quoted, Matthew 16 uh, uh, and, and 18. Man, we need, we, they need revelation from the word. Other people need restoration. I tell you, other people need rest. They need rest. They're troubled. They're stressed out. There's so many people today stressed out. Go with me to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew 11. So many people stressed out today. People, oh, people under pressure. People stressed out. And, 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 and when you get thirsty because you're stressed out, when you get thirsty because of pressure around you, when you get thirsty, uh, you become worried and fearful. And, and if fear begins to dominate you and Worry begins to dominate you. They are outward signs that you are spiritually thirsty. In Matthew chapter 11, starting at verse 28, go with me. Matthew 11:28. 28. Jesus said to them, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I will do what? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls my yoke is easy to bear and the burden i give is light yeah colossians three fifteen says let the peace of christ dwell or act as a rule act as umpire on the inside of you there is a rest for the believer jesus has provided for you and i to have rest you say but i got bills due jesus has provided for you and i to have rest you say, but I got stressful situations going on with my children. Jesus has provided for you and I to have rest. You say, they're, they're on my case down there on the job. Jesus has provided for you and I to have rest. Yeah. And some are thirsty because they need revelation from the word. Some are thirsty because they need restoration of health and healing. Some are thirsty because they need rest. They're so stressed out, fear and worry begins to dominate them we don't have time but over in luke chapter 10 there's a story of mary and martha and you know the story jesus is at their home and and martha's stressed out jesus is at her house and she's preparing a meal and she's stressed to the max and she yells at jesus tell tell mary to help me and jesus says to her mary has made a choice And she had chosen to sit at his feet and get his word. In the midst of the stress, Mary pushed back and found time to sit at the master's feet and get the master's word and rest in the master's peace. And it doesn't matter who's pressing you and who's stressing you. God's got peace for you. And if you'll press your way in and sit at the master's feet, he'll give you peace. He'll give you calm He'll give you rest. Even in the middle of the storm, the Lord can give you the most beautiful rest. He can give you peace that passes all understanding. So many are thirsty. How do you know they're thirsty? Because they're worried. How do you know they're thirsty? Because fear is dominating them. And when those natural human things begin to dominate a believer, oh, you're coughing up dust. You're coughing up dust. You're thirsty. What is it that you need today? So many need renewed strength. Renewed strength is another one that people need. Over in Isaiah 40, go with me real quick. We're running. Isaiah 40. The scriptures meant so much to me through the years. Isaiah 40. 27 through 31 oh jacob how can you say the lord does not see your troubles oh israel how can you say god ignores your rights have you never heard have you never understood the lord is the everlasting god the creator of all of the earth he never grows weak or weary no one can measure the depths of his understanding He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired. Young men will fall into exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Some versions say renewed strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I've shared so often my own experience with this scripture How the lord spoke to me at a critical time a critical juncture in my life i was in need of his peace and he told me this he spoke to my heart after i'd read this script he made me read this scripture more than 10 times i read it again and again he kept kept telling me to read it and uh, he told me this you're trying to get renewed strength with an unrenewed mind but he told me this if you will renew your mind i will renew your strength and I know that's a good word for somebody tonight. What the Lord had shared with me back then that brought me through, because I got busy right then renewing my mind. And you know, you can have your mind renewed in one area and not have your mind renewed in another area. Did you know that? Yeah. And I got busy that night getting my mind renewed. I was lonely, going through a, a divorce situation, and and uh, and I renewed my mind on the subject of loneliness. I remember reading Hebrews thirteen five. For he himself has said, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear. The Lord told me, you're not fearful of anything. You're lonely. Put the word lonely. Take the word fear out and put the word lonely in there. And I said, I'll confidently say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not be lonely. (laughs) Hey, God healed my heart, and God brought me through, and he gave me the strength and, and I understood what the scripture meant when he can give you the strength of an eagle and then you find yourself with the Holy Ghost wind underneath your wings and you feel the lift and the power of the Holy Ghost and you get beyond them circumstances. Yeah, it's a glorious time. Hallelujah. <laughs> it can be raging all around you and you'll be in sweet peace and the Lord can just rock you on to sleep every night. Glory be to God. So many are looking for rest. Finally. So many are thirsty because they're looking for righteousness. I already quoted Matthew 5, 6. Go with me to Revelation 21. Revelation 21 and verse 6. Revelation 21 and verse 6. So many are are thirsty because they're not right with God. They're, they're, They're looking for righteousness. If you're a a believer tonight, Christ has given us his righteousness. Philippians 3, 9, and 10, he's given us his righteousness. But if you're not walking in fellowship with God, you're not experiencing it. And if you're not a believer, you're not experiencing it. The way and, and, And God's got righteousness for you. Revelation 21, verse 6, and he said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. And if you're thirsty tonight for any of those other reasons that I describe, and you can apply what we shared, and the Lord will quench your thirst out of your belly will flow rivers of living water by the mighty holy ghost and god will immerse you god will drench you god will quench your thirst god will come upon you by his spirit but if you are out of fellowship with god then you know what it's like to have had water but now you're dry again and you can fake and you can front around your friends and people who know you and you can make it look like life is so glorious and you know on the inside you're hurting. If you're not right with God tonight with every head bowed, either you don't know the Lord, you've never been born again, you're not sure what would happen to you if you were to die tonight. That may be you. You're not sure what would happen. I want to pray for you if that's you. Or you know what would happen and and you know what it's like to fellowship with God and you've given your life to Christ, but you know you're not walking with Christ. You're not serving the Lord, but he wants to restore you. Oh, he doesn't want to condemn you. He doesn't want to put guilt and shame on you. That's the devil's tactics. Guilt, shame, condemnation. But there's therefore now no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ. God wants to heal your heart, wants to extend his forgiveness. Before we go tonight, I want to pray for you. If you're here on either of, those, either of those calls, either of those invitations, anybody here tonight, ushers, would you help me? Is there anybody here tonight, you're not sure what would happen to you tonight if you were to die, if you were to suddenly pass from this earth, God forbid, you don't know what would happen to you. Can I pray for you? Is anybody here like that? Would you lift your hand? If you'll just lift your hand. If you're thirsty, if you're th- you won't care what people think. If you're thirsty. You won't let the the thoughts of what you have about what people think hold you back. People aren't thinking anything bad anyway. People are for you. Anybody here? Anybody here tonight, and you're honest and can admit, I'm a Christian, but I'm not living for God. But I'm going to make that right tonight, and I want God to forgive me. Anybody here tonight, let me see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Anybody here tonight, like that person, you say, I want to get right with God. I want to make it right with God. I'm going to do what I said. I'm going to pray for you. I just want you to boldly just slip out of your seat tonight. Your hand was just up for either of those invitations or your hand should have been up. What I want you to do is just stand up on your feet right now. Just stand up on your feet. That's right. That's right. Just obey the Lord. Now just come on out. Come on down. Let me pray for you. God's going to help you. God's going to help you. Oh, when you get thirsty enough, when you really want his help, oh, you take one step, he'll take two. If you take one, he'll take two. Don't sit there in your seat when you know God wants to help you. God bless you, dear brother. God bless you. Stay right there. Somebody else, you want, you want to get right with God tonight. You know you're not right with the Lord. God's speaking to your heart, and you know that. And you're thinking about natural things. Oh, you're going, to be, you're going to be coughing up dust for a long time. Let the Lord help you. Come on out of your seat. The doors of the altar are open. Come on down here and let me pray for you. Let God help you and heal your heart. God's not done being good to you. God's not done blessing you. God's not done. He wants to help you and see you through. If you'll come down here, if you'll obey him, well, if you'll listen to him, if you'll listen to him, there is one who wants you to stay in your seat. His name is Satan. He wants to heap guilt, condemnation, and shame on you. He wants you to stay in a position where he can continue to attack you the way he has. Well, but if you're thirsty, If you're thirsty, come on down here and let God touch you and help you. Let God heal you. Oh, God wants to help you. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's somebody you're still here. You know it. (laughs) The devil knows it. And God, your father knows it. We're waiting on you. Come on. God wants to help you. God wants to heal you. God wants to touch you. There you go. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God glory to God. Yeah, it's okay to clap. We love you. We're not condemning anybody. We're glad we're we're glad we're not condemning. God bless you. Thank you for coming. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Somebody else you want to come? Does anybody else want to come? Anybody else want to come tonight? In the audience, stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. We want you, these we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. I want you in the audience to point your hands toward these as you pray and we're releasing our faith. We're pointing our hands. What are we doing that for? Because we're releasing our faith for for our friends here. I want you down here just to lift one hand to the Lord. I want you just to lift one hand to the Lord. I'm going to say a prayer. I just want you to say it out loud after me. You're lifting one hand to the Lord while you're coming to, I'm just a man, but you're coming to God, right? So just say this prayer out loud after me. Father, I come in the name of Jesus. And I give you my heart. And I admit that I haven't been living according to your word but I commit my heart to you and I ask you to forgive me by the blood of Jesus and I pledge to you that I will live and serve you and do whatever you tell me to do for the rest of my life in Jesus name amen glory be to God. Hallelujah. Stay right there. Father, bless this brother. We thank you so much for touching him. Thank you for touching our sister here. And thank you for touching my brother. Father, thank you for doing everything they need, that they will get everything that they have come for. This is Reverend Paul, his wife, Augusta, and they're in charge of prayer tonight. If you'll go with Reverend Paul and Augusta, they're going to give you free materials. They're not going to keep you long. They're going to give you some free materials, answer any question you have, and they're going to get you out of here lickety split. If you would go with them right now, now, they're going to help you answer questions and give you free material. Just go with them right now. God bless you. Come on now. If we was watching the Dallas Cowboys and if the quarterback slipped a tackle and slipped another tackle, we would swallow our hat. We'd dump our popcorn. We can do better than that. There's joy all over heaven. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's, 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 let's pray the way uh, Pastor Mrs. Hagan taught us to pray. Point your hands toward them. Let's pray for them. Father, we thank you right now. As they go to the prayer room, we pray for them, Father God. They'll receive everything that they came for. Father, that your mighty power will come upon them. Father God, we pray they'd receive the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost, that there'll be a river of life flowing out of their innermost being. Father, save, heal, touch, deliver, set free whatever is needed. And Father God, may they never be the same after tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, glory be to God. Let's lift our hands to the Lord one more time. God's a good God. Amen. He's a mighty and a good God. Hallelujah. Well, saints, what are you thirsty for? Jesus is the real thirst quencher. Let him quench your thirst all week long. And then be here on Wednesday night for Hour of Power. And then be here for Sunday morning for another great word of God. Nine o'clock, School of the Bible, 10 a.m. Another great word uh, coming. And uh, so be here for that. For all of you online, thanks for tuning in. We count you as just one of the family here, and we're so glad that you uh, came uh, tonight. So God bless you one and all. Be safe going home. Uh, make sure you stay hydrated in this heat. Get you some good water, and then you can say it like Brother Bill, "Ooh, that flows down like a cold mountain stream. <laughs> all right, God bless you. You're dismissed.